and welcome back to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast. This is episode 57. Apologies about taking a break last week. It was a hectic week. But today I'm back and I'll be talking about the murder of Patrick De La Serta. My sources for today's episode are 48 Hours episode titled The Ring, The Murder of Patrick De La Serta, CBSnews.com, TheCinemaholic, Yahoo.com, IBTimes.com, and DailyMail.co.uk. As usual, all of my sources will be linked in today's show notes. I was looking forward to getting married. We were going to have like the fairy tale life. We first met online, it was in June of 2017. Patrick was definitely movie star handsome, he definitely had the whole package. Patrick De La Serta was born on June 4th, 1992. He was only 25 years old at the time of his death and worked with his dad, Max, in his construction business. Patrick had proposed to his girlfriend, Jessica Devnani, and gave her a temporary engagement ring. He had purchased a new one and was awaiting its arrival. The two had been planning on moving closer to Patrick's mom, Patricia. Jessica met Patrick after she ended a tumultuous eight-year relationship. She said she fell hard and fast for him. On February 27, 2018, Patrick's dad, Max, called him and asked him to bring in a package into the home they shared. Patrick went outside and hoped that the engagement ring that he was planning to give to Jessica had arrived. Patrick was then hit by several shots. Jessica knew something was wrong when Patrick didn't contact her. She rushed home from work to check on him. Where's your emergency? When this fragmented 911 call from a neighbor reporting Patrick De La Serta's death after the neighbor called 911 the police arrived almost immediately patrick's body was found lying by the front door the killer had also taken patrick's computer and the hard drive from the home security system several blackout ammunition bullets were found and collected at the scene the bullets were often used in weapons like AR-15 guns. During the investigation, the police learned that Patrick had been shot at before. Patrick had complained that his neighbor had shot at their home. The neighbor was looked into, but he had been in custody for an unrelated crime on the day of Patrick's murder. During the investigation, several strange voicemails were recovered. The person who had contacted Patrick was known to him and by Jessica. It was a man named Gregory Bender, Jessica's ex-boyfriend. And I'm going to have my, my plan put into action. What's he talking about? At that point in time, he had mentioned to me that he was going to hire a hitman or he was going to do the job himself. Gregory had also stalked another man that Jessica had a brief fling with. He knew where he lived and threatened to harm him. In 2016, Jessica discovered that Gregory, Gregory was actually married. She discovered this after she showed up at the hospital where Gregory was having surgery. His wife was in the room at the time. In early 2016, he was having a procedure done at a local hospital. Jessica decided to drop by for a surprise visit. When she entered Greg's room, another woman was there. I was like, what are you doing here? She's like, what are you doing here? And I told her, I'm like, I'm his fiance. And I showed her the ring. And then she showed me her ring. She's like, I'm his wife. Like a true manipulator, Gregory said that he was married so that his wife's son could go to a school where his home was located. 
Jessica said she was done, but gave Gregory an ultimatum, her or his wife. Gregory stayed married, and Jessica ended the relationship. She met Patrick a month later. Jessica was terrified that Gregory would find out about Patrick. He did find out through Facebook a couple months into their relationship. Gregory immediately started contacting Patrick and sent him threats. He also found out where Patrick lived and left those voicemails. With the voicemails and threats as evidence, a restraining order was filed against Gregory. The order said he had to stay away from Jessica and he had to turn in his extensive gun collection. Jessica was willing to help the police with their investigation. She knew Gregory had killed Patrick and agreed to record their phone calls. Gregory and Jessica spoke while Jessica was at work. It was a tense, awkward moment. Just a few hours after she'd seen her fiancé's body, investigators asked Jessica Devnani to call the man they thought may have murdered him. Greg Bender quickly spoke up. I saw the hack on the news. I want to tell you I feel sorry for you. I just wanted to try to do everything I could to help the investigation. She reminded Bender about his previous threats. And he said, enough is enough. I can't do this. I'm going to hire a hitman. I'm going to kill him. No, that's not, no, no, no. Gregory obviously denied it. There wasn't enough evidence to arrest Gregory for murder, but he was arrested for violating the restraining order. Gregory's now ex-wife, Demera, and her attorney contacted the police. Demera and Gregory had divorced in 2017. She had found a spiral notebook of Gregory's where he wrote about killing someone. Gregory maintained that it was just a fantasy. Demera decided to turn it in when she saw the news about Patrick's death. On February 28th, a search warrant was obtained for Gregory's home. Several crumpled notebook pages were found. It was a detailed map of Patrick's home and property. The sketch of the large property was spot on. The police also found a shell casing in the desk drawer. It was similar to the shell casing found at the crime scene. The murder weapon was never recovered, but Jessica knew that Gregory owned an AR-15. Gregory was charged with murder not long after he was released from jail on the violation of the restraining order. The case at trial was very circumstantial. Gregory's defense was to go at Patrick's dad, Max. They said Max had the means and opportunity to kill his own son. Max, of course, denied killing his son, and he had been several hours away at a construction job. He went at it with the defense while he was on the stand. The defense also claimed that Jessica was still in love with Gregory. They had photos and videos of the two together in November 2017. Gregory had hired a private investigator to set her up. Jessica said that she and Patrick had broken up for a few days at the time. Prosecutor Andrew Urbanic. Did you actually see these videos? I did. The encounters were captured by a private investigator hired by Bender. There's a scene of the two of them entering and leaving Bender's home. He's seen rubbing Jessica's leg for the camera. They hold hands. And here, he leans in for a kiss. It felt really odd. I felt like he was trying to put on a show because he kept like trying to get close to me and trying to hold my hand, which he never used to do. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, we're just friends right now. What are you trying to do? But what did he do with it? He had given it to Patrick. Did that cause some strife between you and Patrick in your relationship? Yes, we had a, a fight. Jessica was the star witness for the prosecution, but Demera, Gregory's ex-wife, also took the stand. Were you married to Mr. Bender? Yes. During Demera's testimony, 
Bender broke down, showing emotion for the first time in the trial. And jurors heard her audio interview with Weaver about the murder plan. It was a plan to kill the guy against the guy's Patrick. During a break in her testimony, Bender appears to say, I love you to... A cell phone expert testified that Gregory had used his burner phone to call Max at 7.18 a.m. on the day of Patrick's murder. He lured Patrick outside and shot him. The jury deliberated for four days, and Gregory Bender was found guilty of first-degree murder. He was sentenced to life without parole. It's clear that Patrick was very loved by his mom, dad, and fiancé. It's so terrible that Max was accused of killing his son when he was nowhere near the crime scene on that day. I understand the defense has to come up with any scenario to save their client, but it's sickening. Gregory is the one who killed Patrick and deserves to rot in prison. First, your honor. Patrick's mother. I want to thank all of you for having put evil where it belongs. Jessica then spoke, but chose not to look at her tormentor. You will not win. You have only lost. I hope you feel some peace, Patrick. Rest assured, the man who took your life is going to pay with his own life now. Then it was Max's turn. I will miss my son, and I regret that I wasn't there for him to save him. <laughs> Remember that during the trial, the defense shamefully tried to suggest that Max may have been involved in his son's murder. I hope they keep you in jail until you die there. My book recommendation for this week is Complicit by Winnie M. Lee. Summary. After a long buried harrowing incident, a woman whose promising film career was derailed has an opportunity for revenge in this visceral and timely thriller about power, privilege, and justice. A Hollywood has been, Sarah Lay's dream of success behind the camera had been put to the wayside. Now a lecturer at an obscure college, this former producer wants nothing more than to forget those youthful ambitions and push aside any feelings of regret or guilt. But when a journalist reaches out to her to discuss her own experience working with the celebrated film producer Hugo North, Sarah can no longer keep silent. This is her last chance to tell her side of the story and maybe even exact belated vengeance. As Sarah recounts the industry's dark and sordid secrets, however, she begins to realize that she has a few sins of her own to confess. Now she must confront her choices and ask herself just who was complicit. This book is a lot of, about a lot of things, including power and wealth. Sarah has tried hard for everything, but is overpowered by all the people around her. We've all heard stories about the Me Too movement, and this book is just that. So many women are afraid to come forward with, with their own stories, and it just takes the brave ones to finally come forward and speak up. This is something that will keep happening in the world, and we need more brave people to realize that it's okay to tell the truth. I give this book a 9 out of 10. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. I'd love to know your thoughts. Please subscribe to my blog, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, buy me a coffee, rate and review. I'll be back next week with an all-new case and book recommendation. And remember, it's crime o'clock somewhere.